We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack a Day podcast. It's the Thursday edition. I am Jason Perrone. I'm back after a one-week hiatus. Thanks for holding it down for me. To the crew, it's just going to be myself. And Mark Eckel of Packer Report. Paul Brittle is tending to some dad duties with his growing family. So, Mark, you're stuck with me. It's just me. <laughs> Last week, you guys did a good job. How'd it, how'd it go? It was, we, 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 we missed you, but we made it through. We did a – it was it was good because I, it was a topic that um, Paul and I both felt strongly about. We, 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 we talked tight ends, obviously, because um, Paul wrote a story – kind of saying hey don't worry about the tight ends they're, they're going to be fine and i had written a story saying i'm worried about the tight ends yeah so we i gave my point of view he, he gave his and we kind of i saw his points and i kind of came around a little bit he saw my points he kind of came around a little bit so it was good it, it, it was a nice kind of um point counterpoint kind of show more or less well, I'm with you right now, but I'm okay being in your camp in June. I hope I'm more in Paul's camp by the end of the season. I'll just put it that exactly. way. Exactly. Well, I, I kept saying, Paul, I hope you're right. I hope – I, I want to be wrong about this, but, you know. Right. So, anyway. All right. Um, well, we've got a host – we've got a whole bunch of weather because everybody's chiming yes, in. And this, is, this is half of what we do here, right? So, <laughs> let's, get, let's get right to it. So, our friend – it's either Ricard or Rickard. So, whichever way I'm saying it, whichever way is right or wrong, please DM me and let me know. I'm going to go with Ricard. Uh, okay. in, in Stockholm, Sweden, hot, hot, summer, hot since hmm. a week ago. High of 88, low of 65, majority of the time sunny, but also showers at night. Some days. That doesn't sound too bad. That's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, 88 is hot. Yeah. 88s, not for you. Well, not for that's me, a, no. <laughs> in, the, in the Phoenix area, no, it's not. But, you know, so that's the Stockholm, Sweden forecast. And then I've, I've also got Norway, but you've got, um, you got uh, Denmark. Copenhagen, Denmark. Yes, I do. I have uh, Rolf Dahl. Um, he sent me a message today on Twitter, and he said, after weeks of listening to Norwegian weather, it's time for Denmark to chime in. He says, the weather today in Copenhagen is bright and sunny, 24 degrees Celsius, 75 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, but tomorrow is going to be rain and thunderstorms. St- rain and thunderstorms. And then he thanked us for doing a great show. 75 so, sounds delightful. Yeah, and, uh, so Copenhagen yeah, checks that's, in. 
Yeah, no, that's and, that's... Thank, and thank you, Rolf, for both the kind words and for your weather. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, everybody, for chiming in. I mean, if we had everybody in one week, it would it would literally be half the show because we've had entries from Germany, from Poland, oh, we're all, all over the place here. So, all right, then we've got our friend Robin Erickson in Oslo, Norway, and he's got, let's see, he said... Uh, Weather gods granted a whole day of sunshine. Temperature of 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Best day of the summer yet. And he said, all the best to the weathermen with a double mug cheers emoji. So <laughs> all right. we're, getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of love. We're getting a lot of love from, uh, from Europe. And then you've got one more. You've got Belgium. Yes, I do. I have, and I, um, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. If I'm not, please let me know from we'll fix it next week. Uh, Jiraj Sajfert of Brussels and he he actually saw um Rolf Dahl's message and responded to it saying we have the same weather here in Brussels that Rolf has in um Copenhagen and he said he would love to meet the guy who reported last week from from Belgium so um the sort of weather's the same which is sunny and 75 in Brussels Awesome. So, that does sound some, nice. Some nice weather over there. So we have some so some nice weather. Very nice weather over in um, in Europe, Northern Europe. I've had I've had some people reach out and want me to connect them with other people in their same lo- locale. So like we're creating some some uh, good relationships. We're, we're doing here. all kind of. We are just like I don't know. We're just we're just wonderful. So it's if <laughs> so if you're looking for some if you're looking for a, a great vacation spot, and you're tired of the heat where you live. You might want to go to Europe because Northern Europe looks like it's beautiful. If you go to Brussels year, or, yeah, right? or Copenhagen, yeah. So that's uh, that's awesome. So have, have, now, have you ever been to any of those places? I have. I have never been to Europe. Never oh, been. London twice. Never been. Never been. But that sounds beautiful. I mean, I should. I should get out and check that out. I mean, I should. I got to go to Italy and, and trace my roots. So I mean, it's at some point I've got to. I gotta that's, go like, that's the one place. That's the only place I haven't been that I wouldn't. That I'd like to go. I got to go visit the. Boot. Not in Alaska. I've never been to Alaska either. Alaska in the summer, do a cruise, You'll watch the whales. Oh yeah, did you do that? No, but that's if I, when I uh, when I do because I haven't been on a cruise yet either. Before you can tell, I'm very little, very not very well traveled outside the U.S. But when I finally do one, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do Alaska. That's what I I'm, I think I am. I think that's that's on my list. Yeah. Only because I haven't done it, and my my brother did it, and he he loved. It. He said it was one of the greatest things he's ever done, and all that. So yeah, if you go the right time of year, it's, it's beautiful. On my list. Oh, you have to go like July or August. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't want sure. to go to Alaska like in January. No, well, you know, come on, that's common sense. <laughs> All right, so what else? So, so what's next on our list? You, it's stateside, oh, and we're at the, we're on the oh. Myrtle Beach. So, how are we looking at Myrtle Beach? Eighties. Um, um, it was. It, it had been beautiful, like great weather. Uh, last couple of days, a little bit of rain, like, but it rains in the morning and clears up. Um, a little, still a little cloudy. Not not a perfect beach day by any means. Uh, Today, Thursday, is supposed to be the nicest day of the week. And then they're calling for some more rain for 4th of July weekend, which is going to disappoint a lot of the tourists that are here for the weekend. So, we'll, but we'll see what happens. All right. Not too bad out by the beach. So, you'll be out there. You'll, yeah, be, you'll be out there. And then uh, Paul's not here, but in Green Bay, Wisconsin, 87 degrees and cloudy, 60% wow. humidity. A little bit of that's some hot, yeah. A little that's bit hot in Green Bay. That's normal, you know. And then when the with the cloud there, okay. it just traps everything in there, so it's gonna be a little be a little hot and sticky. I got you in the uh, in the Green Bay locale. It's uh, I'll just tell you right now here in here here in the Phoenix area, it's an oven. Just stick your head in an oven. That's Phoenix right there. <laughs> We're at that time of year. It's a hundred. 
It's going to be 104 degrees. Uh, there's been some scattered rain throughout this week, which has given us a little bit of relief, but it's still 104. I don't care how you slice and dice it. That's insane. It's absolutely hot. But, right. you know, we don't we don't live in Phoenix for this time of year. It's everything, everything else. It's the other nine months of the year. So, um, And then Harry and Kamloops, as always, the heat has landed into the mid-90s. Bit of cloud coming in Thursday, high of 84, low of 59. Friday is Canada Day. Looks to just be to be just as nice and warm. He says, "Happy Fourth of July to all of you." So, there's the weather. We got through it. We did it. Yep. So, so go pack go, and we'll see you next week. That's right. Go pack go. We'll see you next week. Everyone stay. Everyone stay cool in the and drink plenty of water. So this week we're going to talk about uh, a, a smattering of topics, but we're going to start with the wide receiver position once again. Because I know we talked about this recently, but. Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders recently signed an extension and it got us talking in our group chat. And so that motivated some pontification and pondering as to what it might look like for the Packers in the future and the wide receiver positions in flux right now. And and I don't even know if the Packers are going to be able to afford to keep. <laughs> Remember when we were debating six or seven receivers? Well, now if it's costing this much, I don't know if they can afford to have six or seven receivers, Mark. So we'll start with you as somebody who... Uh, covered the Eagles for a long time. You're around Washington. You're familiar somewhat with Dan Snyder, although I know you didn't cover the, the Washington football team. But they have – we were mad at, at Jacksonville for what they gave to Christian Kirk, and now Terry McLaurin gets his big extension, and that just keeps pushing the the bar up and up for these wide receivers, and it's going to impact Green Bay eventually. Well, yes and no. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy what's happened in the wide receiver market. I mean, I saw some people today saying, oh, you know, Devontae – Maybe the Packers should have kept him, and you know he he'd have been a bargain compared to some of these. And he, and the, the Raiders actually did get a bargain when you look at it. And I mean they gave up a first and a second, but in terms of the, the money, when when the, when the Packers traded Devontae to the Raiders and he immediately signed his new deal and all that, um, only he and the, DeAndre Hopkins were in the twenty what twenty two million plus a year um, contract, and they were outliers. And, and, and Hopkins was kind of a little bit of a – I mean, that was the big argument the Packers were having with Adams' um, agents was, what is Hopkins' real contract? I mean, and yeah, if you look at it, things, you know, okay, he's averaging this. But there's a lot of, like – apparently, there's a, from the Packers' perspective, that contract wasn't wasn't real. It wasn't necessarily like – there's outs and whatever else. So, hey, but still, we'll, we'll throw that part out of it. Two guys were making that kind of money. Now it's up to seven – wide receivers are making at least 22 or 24 million a year and more, including now Terry McLaren, who's a good receiver. He's a guy that when, when I heard, you know, he wanted out of Washington, maybe this, I would have loved for the Packers to have traded for him, but is he worth that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess when the market goes up, you're worth what you're worth. And, but I still go back to the fact that, you win teams. All right, last year Cooper Cup was a, had a great year, and the Rams won the and won, won the Super Bowl. But take take that year aside. The teams that have won Super Bowls haven't always done it. I mean, they've had they haven't had the a great. You don't need a great wide receiver to win a Super Bowl. Is what I'm saying. And the, and some of the greatest wide receivers of of our time, like post Jerry Rice, didn't win Super Bowls. Randy Moss never won a Super Bowl. Terrell Owens never won a Super Bowl. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other recent great wide receivers. 
uh, but they didn't win Super Bowls. Right. The Eagles, the Eagles won a Super Bowl a few years ago with, you know, a, a near the end Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith as their starting wide receivers. Mm-hmm. New England never, I mean, Brady never had what you, what you would call elite wide receivers. He had, you know, Killian Edelman and guys like that. And the one year he had Moss, they didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. You know, so um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny. You you sent me the text today saying by the time Watts, what you know, Christian Watson and when, when his rookie contracts up, the, the Packers are going to have to give him like fifty million a year. <laughs> I'm, I'm and and we both laughed about it, but I'm hoping that's true in the sense that Watson becomes that good. Yes. But now my take on this now is, I'm starting to think about wide receivers, the way I currently think about running backs is, you draft them. You use them for four or five years, and you let them go. So you draft one every year, so you always have that influx. So you so you're you're never left you know with an empty bucket, but you're never gonna have to pay. But you don't have to pay the crazy money because when when his contract's up, you either tag and trade him like they did with Adams, or let him walk and get a compensatory pick to follow you, whatever it is. But don't go crazy because. I still don't and – I, I, and we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. We'll see what the Raiders do with – I mean, the, Washington's paying Terry McLaren – was it? It was three years, $81 million? I thought it was 71 Is, right? Is it 81 71 million. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no 71 you're, you're right. 71 So still, what, that's 24 a year, right? Or so, mm-hmm. just about. A lot. I mean, how many games is Washington going to win this year? That's actually, I don't think a lot. Right. I don't think they're going to – I mean, they're, they're giving a wide receiver that kind of money – I don't think they. I don't think. I think they're a sub five hundred team. I really do. I don't. I don't think that's going to signing him puts them over the top of anything. Right. Um, now maybe it does. We'll see. I mean, I could be a year from now. We could be having the same conversation. I and I'll. I'll be if I'm wrong. I'll. I'll tell you. Hey, I was wrong. You know, Washington gave McLaren that money, and they winded up winning the NFC East and going to you know whatever. Um, but we'll see. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I still think. Obviously, quarterback is most important position, but I, I still think pass rushers, and cornerbacks, and offensive tackle. linemen, tackles. Well, right tackle now, now too. You can't just have a left tackle because um, the pass rushers are lining up on both sides of the field now. Um, that's where you spend your money. I, I'm still not spending on running backs and wide receivers, even 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 the great great ones. I, I, I'm you know that's just me. Now I, again. Well, I could be proven wrong, and and we'll see if the trend that's started that's really started this year, um, if it does pay off for these teams that gave a bunch of money um, to you know good wide. They're, they're like, listen, none of these guys are bad. I mean, McLaren's good. I mean, he's, like I said, he's a guy I was, I was hoping the Packers could have sw- swung a deal for. No, but it's, um, it's that your point is value, right? What's the value? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, in a way, the way so the way I see it too is, I think you have you make actually a good point. I hadn't thought about it in terms of the way that teams approach running backs right now. Now, the passing game has become such an important part of the NFL that I don't know that receivers will ever go with the way of the, of the running back. But well, no, I, can no, I don't see, mean ignore it. I'm saying just the opposite in terms of letting them go. Well, I'm talking y- about like I would draft, like I don't draft running backs till, to the second earliest ever second round but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather wait like Aaron Jones and get one in a, do you remember in, back in, in the in day the when like there was always a handful of running backs that were taken in the in the first round and in fact some of them would go oh, like God. top 10 
Yeah, top five. Like Adrian Peterson. I know we're talking about generational talents and stuff like that, like Barry and um, and I just no, gave a bunch Cadillac of Pac- Williams. I, well, I just gave, I, yeah, I just gave a bunch of Packers fans PTSD by mentioning Barry Sanders' name because they didn't draft yeah. him. <laughs> well, or didn't draft Deion Sanders either to say it in the same draft. Yeah, um, there was. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, Cadillac. John Gruden's biggest regret, he always said, was you know he fell in love with he took Cadillac Williams instead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Thank and, God. And I, but with a high pick. I Thank mean, God. Um, so, you know, running backs used to go, well, the Giants not that long ago took Barkley with the second pick. Gr- Gruden would have ruined, by the way, Gruden would have ruined Aaron Rodgers. I'll, I'll just say that right now. It's a hot really? take because he's a great quarterback. Ooh. He's a great quarterback, but I think John Gruden would have, I think he would have stifled him, and I don't, who knows what Rodgers would have become. Wow. That's interesting. Kate. Gruden is not, has okay. not, you know, he's not always been, his de- offenses are very complicated and he's, you know, he's John Gruden. But I don't know. I mean, you know, some players probably really take to and love him and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he would have been just as great. I don't think so. But. I think I kind of, oh, okay. All right. That's interesting. That's but but interesting what, a, what, what do you want about this, Mark? I think with the, the practice squad expanding, that's now an area where I think teams would probably try to stock their practice squad, but you're going to have teams kind of, you know, plucking Coaching. other guys from other practice squads because yep. you're like, hey, I got We got to have some receivers in the waiting in the wings for the next couple of years. Well, if you stash them on the practice squad, okay, now you've you've solved the the money issue a little bit, but other teams can have at it. Yeah, I think the Packers. It's funny, like you're, we're talking about all this money being spent. What are the Packers paying? If, if, if there's six wide receivers, and let's just say that they keep six. They, they could keep seven, but let's say they keep six. Let's say they keep Watson, Watkins, Cobb, Dubs. Who am I forgetting? Amari Rogers. Lazard. And Lazard. What the six of those, the six of those year, this year combined, they're making what? Lazard's making about like a little over three. Cobb's not even making two, right? I don't remember that's, what Watkins deal. I mean, are they even are they even at like 10, 15? I'm trying total? to think. All right, so let's do, all right, three, Cobb, say five, six and a half, um, no. Because <laughs> you got rookies, the rookies, so it's like they're they're. Well, the rookies yeah. get the signing bonus and stuff, but no, they're yearly. They're they're about ten, eleven million. For all six of them. Which is crazy. And then you got some teams paying one guy of 27. Yeah, some teams paying more than one guy that kind of money, you know? Right. I mean, it's. Uh, so we'll see how it works. We'll see how. Because you know what the NFL is? The NFL, if if Green Bay wins the Super Bowl this year, Ooh. and let's say, let's be honest, they got a, they got a better chance, chance than a lot yeah. of teams. Oh, they have, I think they have an excellent chance. Sure. They have Aaron Rodgers and Matt, and Matt LaFleur, like, like we were saying a couple weeks ago. Um, if they win the Super Bowl, if they get to the Super Bowl with six wide receivers making an average of 1.8 million, whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to write them when we're done. I'm, I don't want to do the math now. Um, but if, if they win a Super Bowl, with that, other teams might say, oh, man, look at that. What are we doing paying this guy twenty some million? <laughs> and if and if Washington goes seven and ten with a twenty some million dollar wide receiver and the Raiders go seven and ten with Devontae and um Arizona goes eight and nine or nine and eight with Hollywood Brown and, and the Eagles 
the, the, the Eagles, I think, made the good move. I, I like A.J. Brown a lot. I, I thought that was a real good He's young enough, too, that I think at least you yes. at least he has age on his yes. side. Right. And he's the most of his Terry McLaren. But, um, but anyway, I mean, if none of those teams, if all the teams that went out and got big wide receivers, big name and, and paid big money, if none of them do as well as, you know, they expect to do, and then a team like the Packers – and then let's throw Baltimore in there. Baltimore doesn't have it. Baltimore's wide receivers might cost less than Green Bay at this point, right? Yeah. And Baltimore has a good year. And, and, and say it's a Green Bay-Baltimore Super Bowl. <laughs> Which I, I, you know, it will. It'll not, change. It, anytime, it's a copycat league. Anytime somebody has success, yeah. someone else is going to try to emulate it. Well, how long did we have it stuffed down our throat that, you know, if, you, if you're going to transition and you have to change quarterbacks, you better get – you know, you take advantage of the cheap years of the quarterback before they before they get out of control. And it was the quarterback that was going to tip the scales on your salary cap. Well, now the receivers are also tipping the scales. Now you got to pay quarterbacks and receivers. Well, you don't have to. We'll, we'll see if you, if you have to. Green Bay and this did. was this was one of the big gripes about. And and not, I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole because I know this is not really where we're what we're talking about. But this is one of the big gripes that people start ha- are starting to have about. The Jordan Love pick because they're like, well, now you screwed yourself out of all these cheap years if he was going to be the guy. Well, yeah. you know, other things happen, and so yeah, they're going to have to figure that out, and and you know, maybe maybe figure it out again, or or maybe they don't get as much cap savings as as they wanted. But you know, the Packers also had a chance to win a Super Bowl the last two years. I don't think anybody would complain right. about having high hopes and a successful team and and more fun to watch on Sundays because the first 2020 or well, I should say last year specifically could have been a lot less fun to watch. If you remember the Kansas city game, that could have imagined 17 games of that. So that's, you know, well, he wouldn't have played every team he played. Wasn't as good as Kansas city. No, but I still don't think, you know, I I think there still would have been plenty of Kansas city games where they had went up, they had a chance to win and they should have maybe, and they didn't, but that's a whole other story for another another show. We still have a little bit off season to to toss that in there if we want to play the what if game. But yeah, this receiver thing is it's it's definitely a, a topic. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. But the Packers with if these rookies pan out, and I there's with all the smoke that's oh, going Miami's on. Oh, Miami's like, I'm sorry. If Miami, you know, doesn't make the playoffs with Tyreek Hill, or with Tyreek, that's right. Another mm-hmm. another what if, and mm-hmm. then if Kansas City, now Kansas City's not they don't. I mean, they gave MVS what ten million a year. Yeah, which is seeming very modest right now. Now it's like, it's like you know bargain basement. <laughs> but I mean, they don't—they're not spending a whole lot on a lot of on receiver. So let's see what they do. Right. You know, it's gonna—I'm fascinated by it because when I saw McLaren's deal, I was like, first I saw he he resigned, I was like, and I was like, God damn, I'm because I kind of wanted. I kind of thought something could happen there, you know, because he he was pretty being pretty adamant that he wasn't coming to camp or any, you know, he was going to miss training camp and everything. And even though, the, you know, like, you know, the, Ron Rivera, I, I saw a quote from Ron Rivera. Oh, we're not trading him. We're not, we're not. Oh, coach, you have to say that, right? You're not going to say, we, oh yeah, we're dying to trade him. No, you, you always, I'm like, oh, okay. Once, once you start saying you're not going to trade a guy, you, maybe you are going to trade him. I'm like, well, this would be, you know, cause I do like him as a player. I think he's a very, and I think he, he's a very good fit for, for Matt LaFleur's offense too, by the way. But anyway, so I was hoping that, then I saw he, he re-signed. I was like, no, no, well, so much for that. Oh, I wonder what he got. I looked up and I went, oh my god, yeah, he got that. Just, just crazy numbers. That's a lot of money. Well, if these rookies pan out, and there's a lot of smoke and 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 there's a lot of hope. If they do, the Packers are going to be in pretty good shape because they're not going to have I me. Mean, they'll eventually have to, to pay 
And if, you know, if they have the unfortunate problem of, let's say, Watson and Dubs both end up blowing up, well, then they're going to have to pay two receivers at the same time. That's going to be tough. But let's worry well, about it, that. Let's, it won't happen. Well, let's worry about yeah. that when it, when it happens. Right. So let's when it worry, happens. Let's, but, you know, if that does end up being the case, then the Packers will probably benefit because they're going to they're gonna have skill and talent at a position that a lot of other teams are paying very premium dollars for and they're right. not having to. But they are paying a lot of money for the quarterback. Right now, and they're about to, and they're about to. Speaking of edge rushers, they're about to back up the Brinks truck for Rashawn Gary. He's going to end up getting paid and extended, and they're going to, and they'll, and you know what? Russ Ball has yet to disappoint us. They'll figure that out, and I'm not even worried about it. And that's a whole other. We don't even need to talk about that right now. But what I think we should talk about, as you were talking about other positions of value, the tackles. Every week that we do this show, Mark, and every week where we don't hear anything about David Bakhtiari. Now, there's no team activities happening right now, so we wouldn't hear anything anyway. But we're getting we're getting close to, I mean, in another couple of days, we're going to be in July, which means we're in the month in which camp opens. Correct. And we're going to be the better part of, of almost two years, you know, I mean, at least over a year and a half removed from Bakhtiari's injury and his surgery. I'm going to tell you right now, and you, you know this. I haven't shared this with you before, so this might get a little chuckle from you, or you may complete, think no, I'm completely no. crazy. <laughs> Last year, the obvious, low, the obvious, like, hello, does anyone see this over here? Thing was special teams. This year, I don't know what it's going to end up being, but right now, to me, David Bakhtiari potentially not playing again, I think, could be the thing we point to and say the protection of of Aaron Rodgers. And his ability to execute the offense with a solid and, and there's plenty of good other linemen on this on this team. So I'm not saying that the offensive line is in a shambles, but that's a that's a pretty key position. I'm I'm starting to I'd start to get concerned pretty quickly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I share your concern for a number of reasons. The obvious, you, you know, when the last time he played, he was the best left tackle in football. So, yeah, that's obviously a concern. And I'm, and I'm concerned for the individual. I mean, you know, a lot of times we, we look at football players or athletes in general just as objects. Commodities, right. 
Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, well, you know, you need a left tackle, and he's going. Well, I mean, they're 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 people. They're you know, um, so I'm you know, and, and David Bakhtiari seems like a pretty good guy. I mean, fun guy, and 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 he wants to play. You know, I mean, there's no, I mean, you just you see the way he is, and and you know, so if if you're if you're on if, if you're if you're if you're even a little bit right about him not being able to, I mean, I, I would really feel for the man as well as the the team and the position and all that, but. I'm not concerned yet. I'm not as concerned as you are yet. Let's. I know he didn't do anything in in the mini camp, so but that, that's fine. The last thing I need is him going out in the mini camp and and getting hurt, you know, or, or making it worse or doing whatever. Um, you know, he knows what he has to do. He 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 doesn't need, you know, reps in in you know in in a May OTA or a um, a three day mini camp. Matter of fact, it was probably good to get more reps for Yash Neiman and Sean Ryan and um, Cole Van Lannan and whoever else was, was out there getting the reps. Um, now, come camp, if he's not out there practicing every day and not out there doing, then I'm going to, then I'm going to start, then, then my worry meter will, will rise. Um, but again, not, not as much as, you would think because as you said, he didn't play at all. He played at what 27 snaps against the lions in a game that nobody cared about. And the Packers won 13 games and they didn't lose the playoff game because I could, because David Bakhtiari was out. They, right. That's not why they lost that game. I mean, I, it didn't help that they, that I think the coach made one of his few mistakes, um, <laughs> starting Dennis Kelly and, and, um, Billy Turner instead of Yashin. And it's the second year in a row they've tinkered with the lineup and, and, a, and a playoff game going for they, – it's like they overthought it. Yeah, they went – well, they went with experience. They, 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 they felt they wanted – you know, Kelly had played in the playoffs before and blah, 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 and, and Turner. But they, they weakened themselves at two positions, I thought. And it, it, Anyway, that's another story too. But, but my point is this team found a way to win 13 games last year and win the division and get the top seed without David Bakhtiari. Amazing, but they did. Um, so, I don't want that to happen again. I want him out there, and I want him to win whatever many games with him. But they've shown they can win without him. Um, now, they had, and Elton Jenkins, we assume, is. I mean, I haven't heard anything negative. I mean, he's probably not going to start the season, obviously. He'll probably miss, he'll probably start him on top. Oh, Puff he's got it, yeah. I mean, that was late November. Was it late November? Yeah, it was. It was uh, right before Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, but he will be back. I, um, you know, let's hope he's back sometime during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bakhtiari's situation is unique to him and his body, and and yeah, listen, his, listen, his it just was more than just your t- his, his injury wasn't just your typical torn ACL. Those non-contact injuries tend to be the worst ones, though, don't they, Mark? Like, and that's so it's, it's not yeah. it's not surprising. Like, he got hurt in a practice, and it's like those are yep. those are those are some of the worst ones. I mean, remember no, remember when? Right uh, well, remember now. I I'll I'll tell this. So when I was living in Minnesota, this was uh, when Teddy Bridgewater was there, and this was Ooh. leading into the 2017 season. So it was after the 2016 season, and it was it was training camp. And I was doing, a, I worked at a hotel nearby and, and it was close to where they used to train. It, it was called, what's it called? Winter Park. 
Um, am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Is that that's that's Minnesota, so. right? Not not. I'm not saying no. Orchard Park is Buffalo. It's Winter Park, right? And so yeah. um, I was doing a, a visiting the like the team. Um, operations people because they handle the travel and they would also use our hotel when they had players coming in for tryouts and stuff like that. So, you know, you do sales calls. So I was over there and I was talking to the, you know, the guy that I usually meet with and there was all this commotion that was going on. And I saw, you know, I was talking to him, you know, you can tell when someone's not totally listening to what you're saying. And, and I, I was talking to him and I could see his eyes like darting around the room and looking at something. And, and so eventually I kind of stopped and there was some stuff going on outside. There was like media doing this and that or whatever it was. Well, the media was all coming off the practice field because their practice had just ended uh, at that point. Now, what we didn't know is the reason why it ended, but they were, um, you know, they were moving everybody out uh, off the field. And then, you know, so we're like, okay, well, we'll see you later. And and my coworker and I go and we get in the car and I, we see an ambulance leaving the facility and getting onto the freeway. And we're like, oh boy, that's not good. We, at first we thought it was a hot day. It was summer. It was like, you know, it's August and in Minnesota it can get hot and humid there. And so we thought, oh, maybe a coach like, you know, had a, a health issue or someone collapsed or something like that. Come to find out a couple a short time later that Teddy Bridgewater you know, nearly shattered his leg in half and it was a non-contact injury. And it was one of those things where he had to have an air cast and had they not done what they did, you know, he could have had major issues. You know, they talk about amputations and the worst scenarios. So those are the, some of the worst injuries. And it just like all this fluid that Bakhtiari's had to have drained. And the fact that also, and I've come back to this and said this a million times, he, if there is a human being, that is capable of doing what they need to do to rehab and get healthy and be out there and play. It's David Bakhtiari. That dude does not lack any mentality of being ready right. to do what he needs to do. So if he, if if this is happening to David Bakhtiari, that's why. If it was somebody where it's like, oh, I don't really know how hard they work, or you know, this is David effing Bakhtiari. Like he he will wants to be out there. He basically was like, if Rogers is out there, we're out there. He was out there week 17 in 2018 when there wasn't a damn thing to play for. And that was in the cold at Lambeau. And it's like, if Rogers is out there, I'm out there. If he can't play though, that's what's worrying the hell out of me right now. Oh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I understand your concern. I'm just not going to, um, maybe I'm just trying to be the optimist here, which I'm not always, I'm not, that's not always my, my thing, but um, let's see where it gets to when camp, what camp opens the 26th, I believe. Yep. So we still got time. four weeks. Um, and then see, so, you know, but again, you're right. I, I mean, and they're not, again, silence sometimes is like, they're not saying anything. I mean, Oh yeah. We don't, we're not, no one's given like a, and, but probably because they can't. And I, I mean, um, but if again, if all right, let me ask, let, let's take this a step further. And I don't want to get everybody too down. If he can't play this year, does he ever play? Yeah, I I don't know. I would I would the odds would be very low. It'd be one of those things where like you know the the odds of winning and it would change very quickly. And, <laughs> and when you're when yeah. you're watching a, a you know a team <laughs> right. blow a big lead or something. But no, I. I have no idea because, again, this is a guy who, if he's at all possible, could be out there, is going to be out there. And you know he's doing everything he possibly – he's a workout warrior. He's a smart guy. He's dedicated to football. He's dedicated to his teammate. Like, there is no – there's nothing stopping David Bakhtiari literally except for his physical knee. And there's just nothing you can do about it. Right. 
if it, if it, if a surgery doesn't take or it doesn't take, or if it, it's a bad, a worse situation, that's, that's what worries me. But the Packers, as good as they are on the offensive line and as well as I think they've done at getting depth and getting some young talent in there, no team is prepared to replace their all pro left tackle. You got two well, left, you know, because, you know, and, and well, they did, they did, but you're talking about Jenkins. You're talking well, about he Jen- missed time too, though. But you're so. Are and, you and talking about Yash? Yeah, I'm talking about Yash. So Yash, and that—that's the thing is that it depends now how confident you are that he can. And I don't see any reason why he can't. But follow up last season and be even better this year. But I still, it's David Bakhtiari. So, and oh, no, I, I'm, I, I'm not worried I'm about games one through seventeen, Mark. It's game. It's game right. eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and potentially twenty-one if they have to play four. That I'm, that's what I'm worried about. And I know I'm a spoiled, oh, entitled been, fan to just assume that. they're going to waltz into the playoff. But I'm saying that's that's already where I'm like, hey, they'll get there. I'm still not worried. They can still, tr- you know, grind through because they're going to grind through the NFC North. They're they're head and shoulders the best team in the division. So they're they're going to get a chance to play in the playoffs just simply because the division is so bad. But when they get into the playoff, that's what I'm saying. That's when everything changes and teams ratchet it up. And I'm telling you, they're you know defensive coordinators are going to find that weakness on the on the line, and Rogers is going to be running for his life in the cold. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> see. Like I said, they didn't lose that playoff game. I mean, the tackles didn't play great by no means, but they didn't lose it because of that. They lost because we know why they lost it. Yeah. The special teams were there, were the complete and utter disaster. Um, and Bakhtiari would not have helped that any. You yeah, know, he he wasn't you know he wasn't blocking me you know he's not on the special teams units. Well, and um, there's there's two arguments to be made. On the on the one hand, it's like Rodgers knows, hey, I got to get the ball out quickly, which is what Lafleur's offense wants anyway. Because I don't have Bakhtiari out there and Jenkins is out, I got to get the ball out, and then he plays within the offense, and that's good, right? It's not good to not have your best players out there on the offensive line, but it helps the quarterback be more efficient. Now, if you get those guys back. Then the counter to that is, well, now he sits back in the pocket and dances because he's like, well, I got a couple extra seconds now because I got Elton and I got Bakhtiari at the two tackle positions. So it could go either way. But, I, I you know, I would like to I'd like to have that problem to talk about, honestly, because then we know that they're both playing. Right. No. I'm, yeah, exactly. Like, I, like we've said before about this, I mean. With when, when, if they're completely healthy, this offensive line is really good. very good and, oh, and yeah. deep. And young, it's young, deep, and talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God for the for the depth because they're they're going to need it maybe early. Well, Jenkins, like we said, isn't going to be out there for the first probably six weeks at least. Oh, he'll be on pop. Um, he has to be. I mean, yeah, unless I he's think. just him, a, and, him and Hill are going to start on pop. Well, did did it now. surprise you um, uh, the the news this week? And I know we some of our other crews have covered it though. But Tanya being available week one, like that, is some phenomenal news. That is fantastic news if it's true. <sighs> I don't, I'm not. Well, if you remember a year ago, Bakhtiari was going to be available. Right. Before. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going. Tanya's not going to play week one. I, I'll be surprised. I mean, I could see him not going on pup because they don't think he's going to miss six weeks. But not but week I don't one. know about week one. I don't know about week one. I wouldn't. If I had to bet you right now that he plays week one, I, I would bet no on week one. Under. I would bet yes on week somewhere between week two and five. You would take the under you know, on two, week one. I would. I would. I, again, I, I hope I'm again. That's one of where one of these things where I hope I'm wrong. And he does. And I and I am reading this, but you know, people were, were reporting it, and he's doing. And it would be great. It would be. But again, you got to. And the Packers are smart about these kind of things too. They, the Packers never rush a guy back ever. They always they always go to you know, how many times does a guy get hurt during the season? They say he's going to miss two weeks, and he misses three. 
because even though he probably could have played week three and 27 other teams may have put him out there in week three, the Packers are like, nah, take another week, let's make sure. I mean, they always, almost always um, sit the guy out an extra week. Preston Smith last year didn't play against Washington, and he really wanted to play against Washington because that was his old team. Nah, take a week. Yeah, that was a big deal because he hadn't missed a game at that point. Nope. He hadn't missed a start. Well, so then, so then, what is your take on the week seventeen? Bakhtiari's out there. He plays a little bit against Detroit. Now I know that maybe the team learned and they said, okay, you know, he was ready, but it's like, oh, well, maybe he wasn't. And then, okay, now he and then he, but then he didn't play in the playoffs. And then, so for those who felt like, no, that was a big miss and they could have used him. Then what's what's your take on on that? I mean, do you think that was a, a rush back to try to feel it out, no, or was that just a no, hey, this no, is no, what ended was, up happening? Yeah, well, no, I think it was. I mean, he hadn't played all year. You don't want your first snaps to be in a must-win playoff, you know, crucial playoff game. I think they want, and it. I think they saw when he played against the Lions, he only could go twenty some plays, and his knees start act up. Mm-hmm. So that was more like, let's see what. Like, all right, Dave, let's see what you got. And they found out, oh, you don't have it. You you can't do this right now. So no, I think that was more of that. That um yeah, let's just let's you know, he hadn't played like I said, he hadn't played since that practice in twenty twenty. So um no, I, I, that wasn't a rush back at all. That was a we gotta see if you can play next week or not. And they found out he couldn't. Um, which was you know that was awful. That whole thing I mean, it was awful. That whole last year I mean I, he started to, if I'm not mistaken, did he did he start the season on the on the roster or, or did he start on pup? Oh, that's a good question. Last year, um, he was uh, he was on the I, roster. He, he was on, or was he IR? Because they knew because oh, yeah, they knew they could bring him back. Now, that's right, right, right. But I mean, there was t- this time last year, there was talk of him playing the opener. Right, there was some optimism that he may play the opener. And it was all right. He's, uh, and then he might not play. But he'll be back within whatever many weeks. He was on pup. I just looked it up. He was on. Oh, pup. He was pup. Yeah, okay. he was pup. So once they put him on pup, then you, then, then you knew he was going to miss six six weeks. But then you thought that was it. All right, he'll so miss six. We'll play week seven. No, he didn't play a week week eighteen. So that was that was a terrible thing. That was just a bad. I mean, all for him again. I'm, I'm looking at it for him and the whole thing. So yeah, this year, who knows? I mean. Who knows? We don't know. I'm optimistic again that he will be ready to play against the Vikings opening day in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But if he's not, mm-hmm. well, if he and if he if he is, I mean, I I'm I'm dubious just because of what we've seen the last year and a half. And again, this is a dude that just no, you're right. But you're, you're basing be, it off fact. Well, it's if if he hadn't played if he hadn't played at all against Detroit. And and we hear different things that the team is apparently doing and saying. There's a lot of lot of um, you know projecting of what they're probably doing, but we don't know because we're not in the building. But he was out there for a little bit against Detroit. He was winded, obviously. That I expect, and that right. I don't have a problem right. with. That that's just a guy missing a year of football. Like there's nothing you can do about that. And that was, I think, that was one of the other big things too with him was. We can't, to your point, not just will the knee hold up, but like, dude, can you like, can you handle playing four quarters? Can your can your lungs handle it? Because you haven't played a football game in a year, and so there's there's a lot to you know. By that time, your your condition, your body's regimented. Now you're kind of throwing it out there, and you haven't played a single meaningful game against another team in a non-controlled environment in a year. Yeah, you're going to be a little bit winded, and then the knee is. 
however that reacts and then you got to handle that too but i i just at this point right now getting back on brand here of us being realistic i'm using my quote fingers most people call it negative for at least me uh, is that that's the thing that I I wonder if that won't become like they're going to finally they'll fix special teams and the special teams will be better this year. I don't know if they're going to be great, but if even if they're better then they're not awful. And but then do they have protection issues because either, you know, they they cuz that they, they got to figure out um they got to figure out the right tackle situation as well. Because yes, do. because I mean, you don't have Billy Turner because now you don't have you don't have Billy Turner who was very good at right tackle. And he ended up being really, really good uh, out there. Uh, what a lot of people th- thought to themselves or said, like, he, he'll he be an unmitigated disaster at tackle. Well, he ended up being very good for them, but he's gone. So, See, that's kind of where the fact that they let Turner go, and it wasn't it wasn't over it. They, they did save some money cap-wise and all that. Wasn't a they didn't save like fifteen million. It was like what four four or five million or something, whatever it was. The fact Which, they let him go tells me they they're pretty confident in what they've got. And that and that Bakhtiari is Bakhtiari is gonna play. That he's like if they if the Packers knew and I that's my well, maybe nobody knows, that's the problem what the thing is, nobody knows. But if, if they were worried they're probably not letting Turner go. You're right. Probably yeah, they're, 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 and they are, like you said, go back to what you said at the very beginning. The Packers are probably one of the most ultra-conservative teams when it comes to player health. Oh, yeah. So that tea leaf right there, an ode to Paul, who's not here. The tea leaves there <laughs> would tell us that, yeah, that they're that they're confident in what they've got and that either that or the Bakhtiari is going to play. Now, uh, the other question is, and I know we're getting a little long here, but uh, you know, you and I yeah. once again always manage to make a show of it, don't we? We never run out of stuff. So, no. but okay, <laughs> you got. Let's just say, for argument's sake, let's say Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins both have to start this season on pup. Okay, okay. for whatever reason, don't that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Neither, neither of them are right. going to be available. Okay. Okay. Who is What's your starting, starting five? Who's your well? I don't. You don't have to worry about your five because we know who four of the the five. Who's your starting right tackle? Sean Ryan. Okay, you're going with Ryan, and you're hoping that he can step in and do that right away because yeah. I know that because the alternative, and I I heard, and I don't think this is a, a good idea at all. But didn't they didn't they say in a pinch like Newman played tackle in college, but he's not yeah. a, he's not he's not an NFL tackle, right? Well, he or could can he be. be. I don't. I he can be, but I Ryan is. So I would just leave Newman a guard because well, I don't want to. Why mess up? I don't like moving people around. Just to move him around, mm-hmm. you know, like so. You move Newman to tackle. Who's playing guard? Right. So leave Newman at the right guard. Myers at center. Runyon left guard. Yash at left tackle. And I would again. I'm saying Sean Ryan, based off what I know of how he played at UCLA and what I've heard about him, what scouts have told me about him. I want to see him at least playing preseason. Make sure he's not a you know a total bust. A bust, yeah. You know, but uh, if, you know, right now on what's say June thirtieth. I would say Sean Ryan is, is your starting right tackle. I think I'll, I'll say this. If if Bakhtiari is healthy and fine, Sean Ryan's going to give Yash a run for his money at, at, at right tackle. Sounds good. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like Sean Ryan that from what I get, from what I've seen and heard and read and looked at. I like I like that pick. I like Sean Ryan. I thought, I thought that was a really good. I wasn't looking for a, an offensive lineman in the third round. I thought they might. I wanted a tight end to be honest. Um, 
but I think they felt he was too good to pass up there. And I think they they may have been right that he was that he should have gone a little higher. Uh, and they got a pretty good player there. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 high on Sean Ryan as a, as their as the right tackle at least for now. And maybe here's my question since we're and let's kind of wrap it up. But what do you do when when let's say you you gave me the worst case scenario, Bakhtiari and Jenkins both start on pup. Let's do the opposite. It's weak, whatever, and they're both. Bakhtiari's been healthy, and now Jenkins says, "Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm fine." They tell you, "Hey, you are ready." Then who's your five? Well, and where and, and where and, and where are you putting them? That's simple for me. Bakhtiari left tackle, yeah. uh, Runyon right guard or left guard, Myers at center, uh, Newman is your right guard, and uh, Elton Jenkins is your right tackle. Okay, that sounds nice. Simple, but what if but what if Sean Ryan's really good? All right, that sounds great. Then, uh, hey, John Runyon, how do you feel about playing right guard? Put Elton Jenkins back at left guard, and leave Ryan at tackle. You know, and and maybe if you don't, if you and, you know, because the thing is, is like I really and, and you know I don't know why I, I I geeked out when they picked him, and and I, you know I've been very overly excited about him, and you yourself even said like, hey, just. Who's that? Runyon Jr. is, you know, temper your expectations. He's a, you know, he's not his dad. He's he's a sixth rounder, but the kid just, he sounds great. He gets it. He's played well. Like, you know, I just, if you're going to take one of those two, if you're going to take one of those two guards off the field, even if he's playing out of position, I'd rather keep Runyon out there. Oh, yeah. Runyon's not going anywhere. He's a, yeah, no, Runyon's not going anywhere. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I guess, if, you know, what's going to – again, I'm, we're all speculating, but my guess would be, you know, they, they grade the players every week. You know, if, who's ever grading out the highest is going to stay. If, you know, if if Newman's grading out high and higher than Ryan, and Ryan, you know, even though I like him and I think he's a good pick and he'll be the guy out. He is the rookie too, so that, there's that. Um, you know, what if Yash is playing great? <laughs> See, they've got. That's what I'm saying. This best case, this best case scenario could could become uh, Mark. As much as I'm talking about how much I'm worried about Bakhtiari, this could become something where I'm like, hey, look what ended up pushing the Packers over and finally helping them win was they were so solid up front that they never yeah. they could weather the storm if they have in, had injuries or they just had incredible depth and flexibility with what they wanted to do up there you don't necessarily have to throw Mercedes Lewis out there to chip and take a receiver off the field if you don't want to like it obviously creates a ton of better options for the for the Packers and I was just I was just looking real quickly here and on Wednesday afternoon ironically enough there was, you know, somebody put out a tweet. It was a, a graphic about the Packers in um, it are seventy four days away from from kickoff uh, yesterday, and mm-hmm. that was that's Elton Jenkins' number. So they used him in the graphic, and then Jenkins quote tweeted it and said, "Free seventy four soon." There you go. So for whatever it's worth, I don't know if he's putting that out there. If he doesn't feel like he's going to be back, hopefully sooner than later. I still don't think the beginning of the season, but you know. Oh no, he won't be opening day, but. Maybe he doesn't go on pup. Maybe he's like Tunyon. Uh-huh. Maybe he, you know, not, he doesn't play opening day, but he's back by week three or four. 
And I don't know. I've got, we of, don't know. That's a lot of I'm things saying. to hope. A lot of good things to hope for. A lot of good things to hope yeah. for for sure yep. with this with this team. Well, the one thing we know we don't have to worry about or hope for right now is the Packers backing up the Brinks truck uh, for a wide receiver because it's going to be a while before that happens. But yeah, that McLaurin <laughs> contract was like I'm glad we worked it in because I'm like we have to talk about this because this this is these market setting contracts in this one off season alone for the receivers. Like we're going to be ta- are we going to be talking about the 2022 uh, off season? Years from now, as the remember that was the year it all started, and all those all these contracts just got out of control. Yeah. I I just you know I don't know. So on that note, is that going to be one of the things you're writing for over at Packer Report this week, or what is up now? What's coming up? No, I'm still my series is still going up. Up now is um, our favorite topic: special teams and how you know hopefully they're a lot better than they were last year, and the changes that have been made starting at the top with the with the coaching change and. And everything else, and then coming soon, coming uh, later today, Thursday, um, the, the last in a, in a preview type story on just the new look coaching staff, and how for the second straight year, Matt Lafleur has two new coordinators. Last year he had um, Joe Barry re- replacing uh, Mike Pettin and uh, Drayton replacing uh, Sean Manega, and now this year he has. Um, Senevich replacing Hackett and Misaki re- replacing uh, Drayton. So there's a lot of changes on the coach, and then there and that trickle down effect too because of you know Senevich got promoted and then Buckus got you know so it's just a look of all the the new look of of the coaching staff. Right. Okay. Cool. Very good. And I'm still so, kind of in uh, in off season mode. Quick slants has only been I've only done a couple shows when we had something to talk about so i'll probably uh, hold off until the packers break camp and then it'll be season three of uh game on wisconsin we're already in their third season that's awesome so it's that's uh wow. it's been a great grind over there and of course you and i'll be back and if paul's available then he'll join us and we'll be a trio otherwise it's going to be you and i again Okay. So and all we'll good, have, and we'll have the world the world weather report for you. All good things. Well, yeah, you can you can tweet us, tweet at us, and send us your weather if you want to be included on the weather report. And thanks everybody for listening and participating in that whole thing. And stay cool wherever you're at. As always, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Thursday Pack a Day podcasts. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Happy upcoming Fourth of July, and go pack go. During the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.